Oh, thank you for the privilege to come together and to fellowship around your son, Jesus. We ask ourselves to restore you. There is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart is stable on your grace. Every heart speaks on your love. And every mind is stable on your grace. And we can build and comprehend the mysteries of Christ clearly. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. What does God really want? How many of you have wondered or thought of that question? What does God really want? You know, growing up, <laughs> growing up it was like a puzzle. Surely when we did not believe the gospel, it was like a puzzle for us. I mean, and would, uh, you would, especially when you just got born again, when you sing like this, they will tell you that. You have to go and fast and pray. Only if they told you you should go and fast and pray when you see. <laughs> they not told you that. <laughs> they told you that that's how you were able to appease God, see God's way. Then you now fast and pray. When is anything getting? And inside the fasting and pray, you actually slept off with the fasting just to kill the time. Joe is looking at us saying, <laughs> to kill the time. <laughs> so when you now, so at when you now, at that time you, you could not fast the six then, but that time you did it in twelve. Twelve looked like a marathon. Reads. <laughs> I said it to you. You woke up at one. Oh. You woke up. You woke, <laughs> you woke up like nine o'clock. <laughs> but that two o'clock level, you be looking at the Lord, Lord, Lord. So as as you want to eat, Jesus, I thank you, thank you, Father, thank you, Lord. The best is for all guys. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Glory. <laughs> when you go to church, your mother will flog. I mean, you, your mother flogged you, forced you. For church and all of those things, they are people like us. <laughs> they beat us, church, everything. Then you get to church, you are just looking. What's this pastor preaching? Can this can this time can this time move faster? I have a Mario game to watch. <laughs> and Abraham is looking at his life. <laughs> so, so you know, you will not be wondering what does he really want. They will tell you. Ten works of grace. How many of you? Christianity looked too difficult at some point in life. He just looked at what, what what exactly would I do? What is the problem? And it's as though how do I even serve God? What is ah, what what do I do? What does God really want? Actually, maybe how many of you you've stolen something before? Then the thing God not catch you, the thing not lost. <laughs> then more, instead of it to lost, more of it lost, maybe like Double of your things more lost. Maybe like the money, maybe you stole 15 naira, and then instead of 15 naira to love, 500 naira now lost. You know, watching God, God came through, it was God. He knew I stole this thing, he wanted to collect his money back, then he had a jar. <laughs> what does God really want? <laughs> you know, a lot of people grow up in their spiritual work and they never really find out what God wants. A lot of people grow up. And they never really find out what he actually wants. You know, it's, even in your dressing, they will tell you, don't wear this, don't wear that, wear pleated skirts, wear. Is it pleated skirts? They call it? The, what, the flowing one. The flowing one. The, it's pleated skirt. The, they will tell you, don't wear pencil skirts, don't wear. Um, even trousers is not a is not a crime to so what should you not wear? Don't wear pencils, don't wear uh, feet and skirts, don't wear trousers. What should I not wear? Mazia should we tie up and we going around. They'll tell you there are some hair cuts you can't bab. They'll tell you it's either you bab eat skinny or you don't bab at all. <laughs> I don't know if you you're a diet. Is it that it is skinny? Even punk, 
Especially if it is punk, that punk has to be so low, like the so low that the air you can't even touch it. It is so flat. <laughs> They don't want you. What does God really want? Even in food, they will tell you there's some food you can't eat. They will bring some food to your house, especially visitors' food in Christmas. Visitors will bring food, you can't eat it. They are Muslim food. And those are the foods that used to be sweet because the smell. Oh God. Oh Lord Jesus. They will tell you you can't eat it. They will say, you say, why? We don't believe God wants us to eat this food. You don't want you. What did you do wrong? What exactly did you do wrong? You know, wondering what exactly did you do wrong? Praise God. So, what does God really want? You know, this is an interesting conversation because, you know, if you look at Job and in the character of Job, you know, Job is the only book where almost <laughs> 30 to 35 chapters of the book were not inspired by God, they were just rumors. They were just speaking their minds, seeing everything. And you know the funniest thing is God kept quiet in most of the chapters in that book. And people have made that book a real doctrinal trap. They made it a book where uh, Job, oh, Job, oh, this or that. Even now, look at what now happened in Job 42. Job 42. We are in a search for something. What does God really want? Look at Job 42 verse... One look at look at what now Job now says in Job forty two verse one. It says and, and God answered the Lord and said and and Job answered the Lord and said, I know thou canst do everything and thou hast done and that thou thoughts can be withholding from thee. Who is it that eateth the counsel without knowledge? Therefore, therefore have I uttered that I understood not the things too wonderful for me. It now says. Uh, uh, look at what he says. He says, Look at verse 5. I have heard thee by the hearings of the year, but now my eyes see thee. So he knew that everything he was saying was like a rumor. And he was like, Now I now understand you. You know, you pray and pray, you pray and pray, 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 pray. After you now finish praying, they'll say, you pray for hours. And after you not finish praying, they will not say, let the will of God be done. You're not wondering, what exactly did I pray for? <laughs> if it was the will of God to be done, why was I praying? <laughs> what does God really want? That's the question. So, you know, you're wondering, what, what exactly... I, I don't know if that happened to you when you were younger. You were wondering, what's the, what, is, what is God's problem? You know, because you because we didn't really understand the character of God, so we now felt like every evil thing is God. If if somebody died, it was God. If somebody is alive, it was God. If somebody is sick, it was God. If somebody is blind, ha, ah, they'll say, Wow, that's how God wants it. Really? <laughs> you know, they just, if somebody is even poor, they'll say, hey, No, you can't you can't change you can't change God's mind. <laughs> That is how God wants it in his time. Then I say, he makes things beautiful in his time. And you know, the question will now be, what does God really want? And I believe this is a question in the hearts of many. And I believe, you know, in the coming times from now, we'll be answering the questions of people. And I'll be trying my best to, to as much as possible, teach, uh, teach. The next thing I will teach after this will be, what does the devil really want? So we have, to, we have to balance it up. What does God, what does devil want? So we have to put it as a balance. But 
What does God want? You know, the first thing is God wants us to know Him. That is one amazing thing. Look at First John five verse twenty. First John five verse twenty. God wants us to know Him. First John five verse twenty. First John five twenty. It says. First John five twenty. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him. That is true, and we are and we are in him, and that is true, even in the Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God, the internal life. So God isn't mysterious. He wants us to know Him. God is not mysterious at all. He's not one myth, one being that is just one tough person that He doesn't want us to know. He wants us to know Him. Bible says the Word became flesh in, the, uh, in John 1. It says the Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. Remember the teaching I taught you in incarnation? He dwelt among us. So He became so close. That he became a man so you can touch him and you can know him so well. So God became so very close. He became very close to us so that you and I can know him. So what does he want? He really wants us to know him. You read in Mark 4, 11, Luke 8, verse 10, Luke 8, 10, where he says, um, uh, he, he has kept the mysteries. He, let, let's look at uh, uh, Mark 4, 11. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just see a bit of what he's saying. Mark 4, 11. He says, He says that He says that, And he said unto you, Unto you is given unto you the mysteries of his kingdom, but unto them that are without all these things are parable. So he says mysteries. And you know, a lot of people, when they hear mysteries, they just feel like, it's so hard. It just means that God doesn't want you to know it. I don't know if I've heard those things before. They'll tell you that it is a mystery. It means <laughs> you can't understand. No. Actually, mysteries from the Greek word mysterion. It means, one of the closer look of mystery in the, in the Greek, it means a knowledge that is hidden, but will be disclosed. So it, it's not necessarily saying it is or it is hard like that. It means a knowledge that is hidden but will be disclosed. So, Mysterion shows that you, he wants you to know. So, one of the meanings of Mysterion is that he wants you to know a knowledge that is hidden but will be disclosed. You can take this down for, for just references. You see where in the scriptures, especially Paul, where he used the word mysteries in Romans 11.25, Romans 16, 25, Romans 11, 25, Romans 16, 25, 1 Corinthians 2, 1, 1 Corinthians 2, 7, 1 Corinthians 4, 1, 1 Corinthians 13, 2, where it says, uh, uh, mysteries, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 again, where it says, uh, you, I speak, uh, when we speak in tongues, we speak uh, uh, with mysteries, uh, is that what it says? It says, speak with mysteries, and that's in, you see in 1 Corinthians 15, 51, where it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Where he was talking about 
the um, resurrection you know, or the um, what we call rapture, rapture, what people call rapture. I, I mean, I do not call it rapture, I call it. Mm -hmm. So, Ephesians 1, verse 9, Ephesians 3, 3, Ephesians 6, 19, the mysteries of the kingdom. Uh, Colossians 1, 26, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7, 1 Timothy 3, verse 9, great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3, 9, 1 Timothy 3, 16, Revelations 1, 20. So, you will see it like that, that God's personality is no longer a mystery. He wants to be known. His personality is now made known to us. That's why you read in Philemon 1 says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Because God's desire is that you should know. He wants you to know Him. And the truth of the matter is this. The greatest gift a local church or even your friend can give you is the knowledge of the world. That's why I like that song. It says the knowledge of his word makes you so effective. So what belongs to us in Christ is what knowing. And God wants us to know him. You read in Hebrews 8 verse 10. Hebrews 8 verse 10. Hebrews 8 verse 10. It says, Hebrews 8 verse 10. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After in those days, say the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me what? A people. They shall be to me a people. So the greatest gift, he wants us to know him. And it's not just knowing him. He wants us to know him as a son. A son. He wants us to see him as a son, not a mysterious God. This is the Son of God. I've explained this to you in the incarnation. This is the Son of God. He wants us to explain as the Son. And you know, incarnation series is something that we just put a peg there. It's going to be a continuous, a continuous flow. Later on, later on. So, God came as a Son. Why? He is showing you that He is a family God. He wants to have a family. Remember, there's one teacher I taught in 2018, the father and his family. He wants us to be a family God. The family God. So, you know, people used to say, the covenant that God has with me. God has no covenant with me. <laughs> because I am a son. Does your father make covenant with you? No. He is my father. I am his son. He doesn't make covenant with me. So we are, not a we are not in a covenant partnership with God. He came as a son so that we can see him as a family God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. So he came as a son so that we can see him as a family God. You read in Matthew 3 verse 17. Matthew 3 verse 17. Matthew 3 verse 17. So he came as a family God for us to see him as a son. For us to see him as a son. He says, I know a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Matthew 3 verse 17. Well pleased. Well pleased in the Greek it means, I am satisfied. Wow. Glory to God. In the Greek of that well pleased, it means, I am satisfied. So that is, it means, this is how I want to be seen. So when he says, 
This is my beloved son, you know, I well please. It means this is how I want to be seen. <laughs> this is how I want to be known. That's why we say Jesus is the logos of God. The logos means the logic, the thought pattern, the reason behind. So if you are going to know God, you will know him as a son. So what does God really want? He wants us to know him. Are you understanding this? A lot of people don't even know God. They just attribute a lot of things to God. They just say, oh, it is God that did that. Is he really God? Now, if I tell you simply now, I say, that accident that happened, it wasn't God. Do you now understand? Because that is not his personality. So a lot of people just say, hey, he's God, he's God. Somebody died, he's God. Really? That is not God. He wants us to know him. And that is why he made us firstborn. Firstborn, he says, he is the first begotten from the dead. First begotten, it doesn't mean that he's the firstborn, then you, you are the one millionth born. You know, if that's how it is, you might never have number. You know how many people have been born again <laughs> since that time? <laughs> firstborn just means prototokos. It means a prototype, a model son. So that, is, so that all of us can be like Jesus. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. So, he wants us to know him. And how does he want us to know him? As a son. As a son. As a son. He wants us to know him as a son. Glory to God. Glory to God. Another way God wants, what does God really want? God wants to save. Ooh. God wants to save. God wants to save. You see, the truth of the matter is this. <laughs> God wants to, he is so eager to save. That is why the Bible calls it in Matthew 1 21. It says, His name shall be called Jesus. What's the, what does it mean? He shall save his world, his people from their sins. Don't be surprised when you see Muhammad in hell. You never know. I'm not joking. <laughs> Don't be surprised. If you see Muhammad in hell, it will shock you. It will be like, he shock you. <laughs> because God is eager to save. The fact that he has led the people wrong doesn't mean that if he believed the death, if he believed Jesus upon his deathbed, he won't go to heaven. Do you get the gist? <laughs> I'm not joking though. Don't even be surprised. You'll just find Guru Maharaj in heaven. <laughs> you can't don't be surprised. The way they say Abasha terrorized Nigeria, it will shock some people. They'll say, ah, you this year. <laughs> Surprised. Glory, glory, glory. He's so eager to save. You know, there's one Mosiah movie <laughs> many years back when they, when they were still when they were still torturing people, they are calling torture. <laughs> that movie is called The Unprofitable Servant. Somebody wanted to guess it, they said, No, this time has closed. Really? <laughs> so you mean God's door of salvation closed? <laughs> so you just be like, No, we are no more entrance. Your all the forms have been filled. <laughs> no more application. No more application. The deadline has passed. That is not the God we serve. <laughs> That's not the God we serve. Glory, glory, glory. He is so eager to save. So when you meet people and they tell you, what does God really want? He wants to save you now. Glory to God. He wants to save you now. So he is called Christ because he is Savior. He is Savior. In Luke 9, when the disciples say, ha, when the disciples, look at Luke 9, verse 55. Luke 9, verse 55. Luke 9, verse 55. When the disciples says, Master, would you call down fire like the way Elijah did? <laughs> Luke 9, verse 55. Look at what Jesus told them. 
Luke 9, verse 55, he said, He turned to them and he said, Know ye not what manner of spirit ye are of. No way to God. That is the spirit in the believer that. The spirit of God is his saving spirit. It is a spirit that saves us. He wants to save. He's so eager to save. So what God wants us to know is that he wants us to know he saves. What does God really want? He really wants to save the whole world. You know, the plan of God is that no one will perish. He says, for God so loved the world, only begotten son, John 3, 16, that whosoever believeth on him shall have eternal life, and he shall not perish. No way to God. No way to God. You know, the Bible says in 1 Timothy, is it 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy? Now, I'm not sure, too sure. It says that the will of God is that he will have all men to be saved. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. Go with God. So that's that's God's plan. He wants all men saved. Oh, hallelujah. You see, look at Zacchaeus' story. Zacchaeus' story. You know, Zacchaeus was that tax collector. And you know, he was that chief agreed that everybody knew that oh you have far, is it apple? We are collecting tax, you know. <laughs> you are collecting tax. You know, you know those people that stay in Lagos Highway <laughs> collecting tax for all those doubters. So uh, those boys are so they knew Zacchaeus to be their shama. This is the one they are sending all the money to. And, this, and that was the very person Jesus went to his house. The person that everybody hates. You know, all those conductors, they hate those guys. They wish to avoid them and say, No, let's pass that place. Those guys that want to collect 15 is <laughs> That is now that place. And it's now that very person. Jesus said, We are going to your Zacchaeus, come down. We are going to your house. You know what the Pharisees were looking at? Yeah? He's not saying anybody else to go. Zacchaeus! Zacchaeus! Out there, you! <laughs> you know? But Jesus said, Zacchaeus, and Jesus went to his house. He would eat. He did not. He made the matter worse. <laughs> he said, Give me food. He ate there. I didn't get to what I was saying. He hates with the sinner. And you see, the Bible says he taught the gospel because he is so eager to see. He was found at midst of sinners. You see the woman in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, at the wedding, John 4. The Bible says Jesus met her and she was supposedly to be married to five wives, five husbands, plus the one he was, she is with, <laughs> six. <laughs> and that was the person Jesus was having conversation with. The disciples, when they came, they said, Ah, Master, ah, you did not see somebody to talk with. Is this Samaritan woman? This woman, ah, what, ah, ah, you know, that's what Jesus did because he said, Their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Remember, it's from the word Mimesco, the Greek word Mimesco. It means one of the deepest meaning of that, it means I won't call it to mind. Oh, I won't put thoughts to it again. I won't remember it again. He's so eager to say. That's why he washes you. I like that song. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Because he washes it to the... You know, when they want to do hard part of all this um, detergent and all this soup. How many of you have seen hard part of Tide? Tied, tied the uh, hammer. The way they would do it, you wonder ah, if this is how close this to be this neat after you wash it. <laughs> that is exactly 
And even more better. That's exactly how God washed our sins. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. <laughs> so, you see in Ephesians 1 verse 14. Colossians 1 verse 14. John 2 verse 1. Look at, look at, Ephesians, look at Colossians 1 verse 14. Let's, let's see some of those things. Colossians 1 verse 14. What does God really want? Are you seeing what he wants now? Are you seeing what he wants? John, Colossians 1 verse 14 says, In whom we have redemption, through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. First John 2 1. First John 2 1. Glory, glory, glory. It says, My little children, these things are right to you that you see not. And if any man sin, he has an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. Romans 5 verse 17. Romans 5 verse 17. Romans 5 verse 17. It says, it says, it says, For by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more. They which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You read in Romans 4 verse 25. Who has delivered for who was delivered for our offenses? Raised again for our justification. You read in Romans 5 verse 1. There is therefore, therefore be not justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. God has forgiven you in Christ. At the very moment you believe the gospel, he has forgiven you. So what does God really want? He wanted to forgive you. He wanted to save you. You know, we don't renew our salvation every month like a payment plan. Like the way we pay our payment. <laughs> like we pay our phone bill every month. We say, okay, like my own is on the 17th of each month. Once, once, those, when, once that day is approaching, two weeks before, they will have sent you investigation. Remember, your phone bill is due. If you can pay, they'll tell you that if you can do prepaid, it will be three dollars lesser. <laughs> then, once the day is approaching, two days, beware, brethren, your phone be is due. <laughs> That's not our salvation is. Where we renew it every month. You know, a lot of people feel like, you know, some people don't go to church, but the very day they go to the church, like, wow, today I'm old. Till the next three months again, they're like, let me quickly go and appease God, you know. And a lot of people go to church because of problems, because they want problems, they want their problems, so they will not go. Once their problem is sorted today, when they have a child, they will start coming to church, coming to church, coming to church. When they have a child, groom, they will go back again. Once they have another one, they will come back again. <laughs> what the children matter is, God wants to save. Hallelujah. What does God really want? He wants to what? Save. So, we don't renew our salvation. We have been saved once and forever. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We have been saved once and forever. Forgiveness of sins is our inheritance in Christ. It's not something we work for. It's not something we merit. It's by grace in Christ Jesus. We have forgiveness of sins. We are redeemed. We are justified. We are, we are purchased by His blood. We are cleansed by His blood. What God wants is that he wants to save and the truth of the matter is he doesn't just want to save the good people he wants to save the whole world he wants to save that tattooed boy that one that is head he has tattooed even his, his eyeball is tattooed his nose is tattooed he wants to save those people those ones that their earrings is coming to the it's as though he's touching the floor you know there's some people their head is the all of their ears even big it's so big and that there's no even space for another ring to be, to be there, those are the type of people you want. He still wants to save them. You know what you do in your mind? You call them rubbish. 
idiot. He's not even. You see, he's dead. What is this one thinking with their life? I mean, don't lie. How I many of you have done that to you? But you saw them on TV as a uh, rugby, stupid. Or probably you are watching Steve Wickles. Um, or you see how they are fighting for one man. You see, hey, he's my man. He's my man. He, <laughs> you are the father. And they started lying. <laughs> you know, when they say, when they will first argue and argue, I don't know why they used to make them argue that argue. The first sit down one side, say one side, see my own side. It's not my child, it's your child. It's not like look at the eyeball. I think they will not go to the TV screen where they put the baby. See the eyeball, it's like your own. <laughs> After they now finish, they now say, Alright, the result is here. For the case of Abraham <laughs> For the case of Abraham Matthews and um, Chelsea, everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Chelsea, uh, you are the father. <laughs> everyone like, hey, everyone would have kicked this year. <laughs> you know, in your mind, as you are watching those things, you are hungry. You are not like rubbish people. Devilish, we said we to believe the gospel. God still wants to save them. No, it is God. God still wants to save them. You know, you watch some things, you see some homosexuals. You see them, you see them, you'll be in the mall, you see them opening, holding their hands. They will be kissing one. They will do it deliberately just to hurt people inside the hall. <laughs> Those who do it inside people, they will just hold their hand, probably they will now wear bomb shots and some sleepers. This summer, so they start getting ready for things like that. <laughs> so they'll start wearing those things. They will not. You see two females, they don't kiss each other. You know, be like, ah. In your mind, ah, God punish you. You know, someone say, ah, God still wants to save them. Those are the type of people God was looking for. That was the type of people with Zacchaeus. That was the type of people, all those people, sinners. He says, either his own has no need for a physician. God wants to save them. No, we know God. So in your house, which is in your fellowship, when you see those people, you see them as a candidate. For God's sake, you know one of these are people. She said she got one that trans so somebody was transgender, filled with the Holy Ghost. I was like, "Do we know God? All flesh. God wants to save them. Oh, what does God really want? He wants to save, and He will save to the uttermost. Because when they believe the gospel, one thing I saw sure for sure in the book of John, it says the Bible says, "Those that my Father has given me, no man." can pluck them out of my hands. No way you go. It says he is able to save to the uttermost. Oh, is able to save to the uttermost. Wow. That is, he will save to the very end. So he's ready to save everyone, regardless of their color. Are you getting this? Regardless of their color, regardless of their faces. Even if their face look like monkey, he's ready to save them. <laughs> you are like, ah. If you see them, their, their chest is beautiful, like this one have feature for their life. So you mean every day you are sleeping in the gym. What are you doing with your life? He's still ready to save them. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. He's ready to save. So what does God really want? He wants to save. So we first said, He wants you to know Him. Are you getting it? Are you getting the progression? He said, We now said, He wants to save. What is another thing He wants to do? What, is, what, is, what was God, does God really want? God wants to heal the sick. And He, he wants to heal every sicknesses and diseases. Ooh. He wants to heal every sicknesses and diseases. Ooh. Oh, we glory, glory. I'm getting too high by here. Glory to God. Psalm 103, verse. 
You know, there's something about the gospel. You preach it with so much gusto that you preach yourself happy. Oh, who is God? Psalm 103, verse 2 to 3. Look at it. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not thy benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, and healeth some diseases? Some diseases? No, you're not responding. Some diseases? He says it healed all their diseases. Glory to God. God is so eager to heal the sick. Oh, God is so eager to heal the sick. He wants that sickness healed. I don't know who I'm talking to, even to the next five days. You know, when I was when I was praying before I came here, I had a prompting to speak something in this message for someone who will hear me in five to ten years. You are sick of a cancer, and I don't know, you are sick of a cancerous sickness, and you picked this message to hear. I'm telling you, the healing power of God is walking through your body now. Mm-hmm. Oh, the healing power of God is walking through your body now, and your body is made whole now. In the name of Jesus, that cancer is died. That cancer is died. And you see, you can be picking up this message and hear this. Even in the future, in 20 years to come, in 30 years to come, in 50 years to come, in 100 years to come, and you're hearing this. And you're wondering, well, I don't have a cancer. What? I have something else. I say in the name of Jesus, the healing power of God flows through your body now. And I cause that sickness to dry out from his roots now. And that pain and that sickness is gone now. In the name of Jesus, you are healed now. You are healed now. You are healed now. You are hearing me in the hospital in the next 10 years. You are hearing me in the hospital. Rise up from that sick bed now and get up now in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. All sicknesses can be healed. God wants to heal all sicknesses. What does God really want? He wants to heal the sick. When you see anybody in a wheelchair with crutches, with blind eyes, with deaf ears, see them as a candidate for people God wants to heal. You see them mentally retarded. <laughs> he still wants to heal them. See them as a candidate for healing. That God wants to heal this one. You know, a lot of people say that is how God created them. No! That's the devil. No way to God. You see them mentally retarded, their minds are not normal. They can't think straight. They are just acting so stupidly. And you're wondering, you're even irritated. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. No, see them as a candidate for people who God wants to heal. No, we know God. He wants to heal all sickness. Even they are hearing me. They will play this message in one home in the future. And they will hear my voice now. And I say in the name of Jesus, your senses are being restored. 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 In the name of Jesus. God wants to heal all sickness. Oh, we know God. He wants to heal all sickness. He wants to heal all diseases. He wants to heal all sickness. He wants to heal all diseases. I remember many years ago, I used to be very sick. Oh, very, very sick. I was living practically on drugs. I know I went, some years back, I checked my bags of those bags when I used to take to school, take to her. I saw drugs inside. I was like, glory. Wow, I've been healed. And I got to an hospital. I saw with my very eyes. People dying in my front. People, that was the day I saw people die in my very front. That was the day I saw, that, I saw the, they rushed in. I will never forget that incident. They rushed in a very a lady, a very tall lady. I can't remember her name. Uh, they rushed in her. She couldn't, she couldn't contain it. She was just like, oh, ah, 
ye, oh, ah, what's going on? Ah, ye, she was just shouting. Ah, I told myself, ah, is this how me too will die? Of sicknesses? I said, no, this can't happen. I said, no, this can't happen. This can't happen. And I told myself, God can heal sicknesses. And I told myself, God can heal sicknesses. And I told myself, God can heal sicknesses. Guess what happened? That very night, I said, you God, I speak to my body from today. My power of God works in my body. I didn't even know too much. I said, from today, I will never be sick again. Anytime I feel any pain, anything, any, any, anything weird in my body, I remember I've spoken to my body. I can never be sick again. I'll be bedridden. Remember, and it's been eight to nine years now, and the power of God is still working. That very boy who used to who used to live on drugs is now the one preaching to you, comfortably. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. God wants to heal sicknesses and diseases. He wants to. Even just last year, I was healed because of the kind of job I've been doing. My body was failing me, and Pastor called us out in this ILI conference and prayed for me, and I was healed. I was, my body has been forced. I told myself I'm not going back to that kind of job again because <laughs> I, I've been healed. <laughs> my, I could not sleep well for years. I'm telling you, I could not sleep well. My body can't bend this and that. But when the ladies of me and prayed, the power of God walked through my body. And I was healed because God wants to heal all sickness. He wants to heal all diseases. I remember when my mother was going through something. She was going to the, she went to several hospitals. They could not find a pain in her body. What was happening? What's going on? I just said. So after a while, she has prayed. She has called all the men of God. She knew. She now came home, and I said, in the name of Jesus, the power of God will walk through your body now. She said. She told me. She said, I waited two weeks to be sure whether this pain was really gone. He said, but for the past two weeks, you prayed. I have not felt this pain again. God's power work. God's power work. And it works through you because God's channel, you remember? God's channel is through you. So when you meet a sick person, he wants to heal the sick. Are you getting it? So what does God really want? He wants to heal all sicknesses and disease. You know, God wants to heal you now. Even in your mind, you know, you can receive wholeness of mind now. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? You can, your mind can be stable now. He wants to heal you now. All those confusions, all those worries can be sorted out now. He wants to heal you now to the fiber of your bone, to the joint of your, to every bit of your blood, to every fount of your blood, sorry. <laughs> and every bone marrow, he wants to straighten them out. He wants to straighten them out. I've heard the story of Bessie that was, they said somebody was a draft. He prayed for the person, a dwarf. He prayed for the person and the person grew tall. Oh, oh, really God, I love that type of miracles. I love outstanding miracles. I love miracles because I believe in a God. I believe in a God who works miracles. And He works miracles in abundance. Love you, God. Love you, God. He wants to heal you now. He wants to heal you now. He wants to heal you now. Anywhere you are hearing my voice all over the world. Anywhere you hear this message all over the world. God wants to heal you now. I cause that sickness from the root. And I say it dries up now. In the name of Jesus. I say it dries up now. In the name of Jesus. He wants to heal you now. 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 
every sickness, every every pain, every every diseases can be healed in the name of Jesus. It can. It can. God's plan for humanity is that He wants to heal the sick. So what does God really want? He wants to heal the sick. That your mother on the sick bed. That your mother in this, that your mother having that pain. That your mother having that eye pain. That your mother having that leg pain. That your mother who is not feeling too well. God's power is working available for her now. And she is healed in the name of Jesus. That your sibling, that your sister, that your brother, that your that your cousin that is in the hospital having a sickness in the name that is above every other name will speak the healing power. God to that person now and will say that person is you now in the name of Jesus. God does what does God really want? He wants to heal the sick. Every pain. Every pain. Every pain. Every diseases. Every medical conditions can be corrected. They say oh diabetes. They say oh 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 whatever. It can be healed. It can be healed. Because what does God really want? He wants to heal us sick. I mean, if you believe that, I don't know if you believe you can heal the sick. I don't know if you believe that in the name of Jesus, in the authority in His name, you can heal the sick. Glory to God. Glory to God. God wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal the sick. Oh, I don't want tongue tired on this place. He wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal you now. Because the power of God is working readily available here. That your back pain, that your that your headaches, that your consistent headaches in that runs through your family, there seems to be migraine that walks that runs through your family. The healing power is working now. The healing power of God is working now, flushing them out. That back pain that walks through your family, the healing power of God is working to working now, and it flushes them out because the power of God is working. 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 The healing power of God is working. It's everywhere. So let me tell you, what does God really want? He wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal the sick. God wants to heal the sick. Bible says, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about, at 10 verse 38, who went about, healing those who were oppressed of the devil. For the Lord was with him. That was what God doing. Luke 10, Luke, Luke 5 verse 17, you see, the Bible says, and the power of God was present to heal. So, what does God really want? That's why you see, the Bible says, Jesus moved with compassion. And he touched those persons and they were healed. They were healed of their sickness. They were healed of every diseases. You will read in the scripture, he healed them all. Wow. So, because that is what God wants. He wants to heal every sickness. He wants to heal every diseases. So when somebody asks you, what does God really want? He wants to heal the sick. Does that make sense to you? He wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal the sick. So as Jesus stepped out of sin, as Jesus, so we said, Jesus wants you to know him. God wants us to know What does God really want? He wants you to know him. He wants to save. He wants to heal the sick. 25%, some scholars and theologians say, 25% of what Jesus did was healing the sick. He healed them all. Lazarus was risen from the dead. People with Peter's mother-in-law was healed. People were healed of terrible conditions and diseases. They were healed. That shows that the healing was that shows that healing was a big deal to God. Healing was a big deal to God. Healing was a big deal to God. 
God wants everyone healed. You see the story of Marcos. You know, the Marcos ear was caught. You know, when Jesus, Marcos came to arrest Jesus, <laughs> the, the, he caught, <laughs> Marcos caught Peter's ear. Oh, but Peter caught Marcos ear. And the Bible says, Jesus put it back. Ah, you know, you know, it will be saying, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. So when he came to arrest, <laughs> it will be saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He came to you the sick. Call those other guys for me. Let them come in. It says, He came to heal the sick. He came to heal the sick. So God wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal the sick. He wants to heal the sick. God wants to heal the sick. So that shows that healing is a big deal for God. It's a big deal for God. What does God really want? He wants us to know Him. Does that make sense to everybody? He wants us to know Him. He wants us. He wants us. God wants to save. He wants to heal our sicknesses and diseases. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that thing, God wants, God, what does God really want? He wants to deliver, He wants you to be delivered from bondage. We said He wants to, He wants us to know Him. He wants to save. He wants us to be healed. And He also wants us to be delivered from bondage. You read in Psalm 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver me. He shall deliver me. How many of you are confident? It's just like as I was driving to this place to come and preach, I was almost about entering a, a ghastly accident. Guess what? <laughs> I remember the message I was about to teach you. He shall deliver me. No, we do go. And you know how I just swept and torn. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but he shall deliver me. Because the guy wasn't trafficking. And me, I was speeding. I was like, hey, my time is running. How to meet this time? <laughs> I was running. And the guy just wasn't looking. He just came in my room. How it happened that I did not have a ghastly accident? <laughs> I knew he shall deliver me. No, we do go. So, what does God really want? He wants to deliver us from bondage. No, we do go. No way to go. How many of you have been delivered from ghastly accident before? I was. I have several times. Those times you think your life were, were about to, you saw your life in your, how many of you have, you have been in a situation, you, see, you saw your life in your front like this. Ah, wow, this could just be God. I would not have escaped this. That was God's walking. That was God's power walking on your behalf. You don't say, ah. I didn't die. Though my car was injured, but I didn't really die. <laughs> you would say, I, I, let, me tell you, let me tell you one story. Some years ago, four years ago, I had a friend. He entered a very ghastly accident. He said, I fainted and I woke up. Imagine what he's saying in Europe now. <laughs> he said, I fainted and I woke up. He said, as I woke up, I, said, ah, I did not die. I did not die. <laughs> He said, I did not die. I did not die. <laughs> he came to my house. He was like, hey, why? I did not die. I did not die. <laughs> oh, glory, glory, glory. <laughs> what God really wants, he wants to deliver us from evil. Glory to God. Glory to God. He wants to deliver us from evil and bondage. He wants to deliver us from evil and bondage. Say, I am delivered from evil men. I am delivered from tragedy. I am in safety. I am in safety. I am in safety. I've got deliverance in Jesus. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9 to 10. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9 to 10. 
Let me rush this quickly. Second Corinthians 1, verse 9 to 10. Second Corinthians 1, verse 9 to 10. Second Corinthians 1, verse 9 to 10. Second Corinthians 1, 9 to 10. It says, look at what it says. It says, But, it says, But we have had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raised from the dead. Look at verse 10. Who delivered us? From so great a death. Ah, and doth deliver us. He knew we trust. That he will deliver us. Do you trust God that he will deliver you from every problem? You know you can be in the deepest problem. And God can still bring you out. He delivers you. He can rescue you from every issue. You can be in a tight corner. In a tight situation. God can bring you out. Glory to God. What does God really want? He wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver you from danger. He wants to deliver you. He says, though you walk through the shadow of death. Look at what it says in Psalm 20. It says, though you walk through the shadow of death, you fear no evil. For the Lord is with you. Glory to God. For the Lord is with you. That refuge and that fortress. My God, in whom will I trust? Surely. Ah, you see, because that's the confidence we have. Angels and ministry spirits are walking all over in our set, working for us. And God's power is made readily available, delivering us from dungeons, delivering us from accidents, delivering us from every problems, delivering us from the torments and the and the, and the sneer of the devil. God, what does God really want? He wants to deliver you from danger. And you will see so much deliverance because. See, I walk in deliverance from evil. I walk in deliverance from evil. I walk in deliverance from evil. He wants to deliver you. Glory to God. So what does God really want? We say God wants us to know Him. God wants to save me. God wants to heal our sicknesses and diseases. God wants us to be delivered from danger. Another thing God wants, He wants us. He wants to bless us materially. I like this one. Some say, ah, I like this one. Some say, ah, I like this one. Because you like money. <laughs> God wants to bless us materially. Because He made the world for everyone. And He could meet our needs financially. That's why I taught you on walking on water. He can meet your needs. He can meet the deepest of your needs. God still meets needs. He's in the business of meeting needs. He, can, he wants to bless you financially. Guess what? Do you notice that every time God multiplied, Jesus multiplied things in the scriptures, they were always in essence. They were always in essence. The first time he multiplied 5,000 loaves of bread and two fishes, and 5 loaves of bread and two fish, there were still 12 baskets left. That's to show you that God wants the abundance of provision for us. He wants provision for us. He wants provision for us. He wants provision for us. Everything, you will see that even the first miracle Jesus did, he turned water to wine. Provision, excess. He wants us to have money in excess. He wants us to have things in excess. He wants us to have things in abundance. Now, I met somebody who said, ah, when we are flying the, when we are flying on the plane, ah, people that sit there in first class and say, and economy, it's still the same destination they will go. It's not the same one. <laughs> economy is different for first class because they used to close the curtain. <laughs> It was, it's like a middle wall partition. You can't, you can't enter the holiest of holies. <laughs> you know, in economy, you will queue. 
to pee. <laughs> you will be saying, oh, please, brother, be faster. <laughs> I'm pressed. <laughs> but the investors, even when economic people are entering, investors, they are eating drinking, they are eating, they are eating brunch, they are eating appetizers, and then starters, they are eating starters, starters. You, you are still settling down, arranging yourself in the cabin. <laughs> Because God wants to bless us financially. He wants to bless us materially. What does God really want? He wants us to be blessed. Look at Psalm. So, you know one thing. You know, people could have told you, you will lack. You don't have money. See, I tell you today, you can never be cursed. Say it. I can never be cursed. So, if somebody has said, you don't have money. You don't have. I don't even believe you will make it. I told you, the people that, the person that laid hands on me told me I'm a failure. Am I really a failure now? I'm not a failure. I am blessed. I am blessed. Glory to God. You have to say those things and let those things dawn on your mind that this is what God really wants for me. For me to be blessed. For me to have money in essence. For me to have things in abundance. What does God really want? What? He wants us to be blessed materially. He wants every of our needs met. God is a God who doesn't want us to lack. He doesn't want lack for us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at Psalm 37 verse 25. 77 verse 21. His first miracle was provision. His first upon the resurrection was provision. He wants all of your needs met. And I say to you today, every of your needs, every of your desires, whether whatever it is, I pray to God for you today that they are met in the name of Jesus. They are met supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Look at Psalm 35 verse 25. 37 verse 25, sorry. So there's someone else in the He says, I have been young and now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Wow. Glory, glory, glory. Look at it again. I have been young and now I am old. I have not seen the righteous. Who is the righteous? Yeah. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed. Begging for bread. Ooh, I'm not a beggar. Glory to God. God wants my need met. He wants my need met. He wants my every bills paid. He wants my every needs met. I know you are in debt. You are in so much debt. But he can bring you out of it. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I know he can do it. <laughs> he can do it. Glory to God. We've heard testimonies and miracles of people who say they now live debt free. But you see, if it happened for somebody before, it can happen for you again. If it's the same God, if he did it for someone, he can do it for you again. Glory to God. I believe every need of every one of you under the sound of my voice is being met. In the name of Jesus, every of your bills are paid. Supernaturally, you lack nothing. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You have abundance and excess. In the name of Jesus. What does God really want? He wants you to, He wants us to know Him. He wants to save. He wants to heal every sicknesses and disease. Because that sickness, that condition is not of God. Hope we know that. That medical pain, that, that thing, whatever the, the, whatever the medical practitioners has called it, whatever they say is the case, that is not God. That is not what He wants. He can be healed. And he wants to deliver you from bondage of evil. Any danger. Any torment. 
Yes, there is a fire ghastly. You are there. You will be saved. <laughs> Have some confidence. Oh, even if a house burns down with fire, you can't die. Nothing can touch you. You have to have some confidence. I can't die yet. You know, there's some confidence I carry along. If I see a situation, I'm like, I can't die yet now. I still have... North America is still waiting for me <laughs> to preach the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can't die. You have to have some confidence. Because it is not just in your confidence. It is in God. It delivers you from bondage. It delivers you from every... Every, every problem, every circumstance, he wants to bless you financially. Do you not know what God really wants? Do you know what God really wants? That is what God really wants. He, does, he is not a mysterious God. He is somebody we can easily know. He came down purposely as a man, as a soul for us to understand him. Glory to God. Just lift your hands wherever you are and just bless him. Just be on your feet and just bless him. Bless him. What does God really want? Bless him. Oh, just be on your feet and just lift your hands and just bless him. What does God really want? He wants us, he wants to be known. He wants, he wants us, he wants to bless and lift your hands and just bless him. Lift your hands and just bless him. Oh, in all things, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Sing that song. Lift your voice. And thanksgiving. I love that. In all things. 